0: I say what you know about it It's the stool baby Got the place blast
1: Young yeah, stool baby oh. And the room a lot Hello, hello, you're listening to The Stew. My name is Jason Stewart. This is my food podcast. Everyone here is sick as hell, except for me, because I was sick as hell a week and a half ago, for maybe two weeks,
2: for a long time. We have one guest today. His name is Chris Stewart.
1: Chris Stewie's in the building, even though he's a little sick. um, You're a little out. Out of commission? I'm very... He's also right. on his cell phone.
0: I'm wow. making notes for the podcast. You had better be. I'm making notes for the podcast. For listeners right. at home, God. he's making notes for the podcast? Everyone out there, I'm getting picked on, even though I'm about as fragile as I've felt And eternity. Does the note
2: talk in a sick voice? Is that this what, is what you're me. writing on your phone right now? No,
0: I'm trying to conserve my voice because, I'm, A, I'm going to a wedding tomorrow, which I'll see all <laughs> you guys at, and, B, I have like a million things to do. Are you I'm singing at the wedding tomorrow? No, but I, I'm gonna lose my voice.
1: <laughs> well, whenever I get sick, yeah, my voice gets a little like that, and the ladies like it. Well, mm-hmm. It's not like I, I've had I've had I've had women be like, oh, yeah, keep uh, keep being phlegm congested
0: for a little bit.
2: It's like a Helen Wolf bluesy kind of yeah, register yeah, yeah, situation, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. or Theo, I think, from Power One Hundred Six, right? The- Theo. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Theo. Well, he's anyway, just he's just deeper. you're. This Ooh. is more gravelly, a little yeah. Gil Scott Herony, like a little R. I. P. road road weathered. Yeah. That your voice lets um, lets your listener know you've seen a lot,
0: you've lived a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My life is sandpaper. Yeah, your life is sandpaper. Yeah, that's right. You, like the food that
2: you love. Okay. So food podcast. It's Your life a, is sandpaper. It's not a man. food
1: podcast anymore. No, that no. voice says, "I've slept under a bridge before. <laughs> and I'll do it again."
0: I'm the troll who <laughs> guards I, the bridge. My name I, is Chris Stewart. I may have napped under a, a, a bridge before. Is quite <laughs> yeah. possible? Does
1: it count if you're napping? Is is that a slap in the face to our transient friends? Yeah. yeah are
2: you officially a troll if you sleep the less than eight <laughs> hours a day under a bridge? Actually,
1: yeah. speaking of homelessness and sleeping outside,
2: I'm speaking about a fantasy troll, not homelessness. But okay,
1: <laughs> when I I went to San Francisco this weekend, or internet troll, and yeah, I, I went to San Francisco this weekend, and we, it was a beautiful, beautiful day. Like I've never seen better weather in in San Francisco in my life. It was like mid 70s, not a cloud in the sky, no wind, just perfect perfection. It was like when you go to New York and the first Mm. kind of nice sunny day appears after winter and everyone freaks out and like it's still like 60 or 50 degrees but people are wearing like tank tops George. and screaming in the streets it was it was like that vibe everyone was out and we went to the golden gate park where there's like a beach and you can get a view of the golden gate bridge and it's like a big touristy thing and a lot of people picnicking mm. and then i remember going to san francisco when i was younger with, uh, with our friend Beavis who, Hello Steven Who uh, appeared Former on guest podcast the a few months ago And I remember we were like going to San Francisco And we were supposed to stay with a friend But we got there too late And the friend was asleep already And this was like a long time ago Like before a lot of people had You know There was like no smart it was, This was like late 90s probably Liz Dosta?
0: What? Who was the person?
1: No, I think it was with Beavis and other people. We brought—I don't remember—I don't know who we were supposed to stay with. But like, we brought our bicycles up. It was going to be like a whole like 1998 San Francisco party party fiesta. It It was wild. And then, so we just drove to Golden Gate Park and we slept on these like cement benches in the park in sleeping bags and i walked by it and saw the exact place where i slept and had nah. a little flashback it was, kind of, it was kind of like uh it was like when the the famous basketball player goes back to his high school in the hood and, yes. and goes back and visits and like look at look how far i've come look yeah. how i've made it and i had a moment of of that for myself just like i'm here in san francisco i'm gonna take an airplane home i have uh, clothes that are clean <laughs> I got a little money in my pocket. I do am not I own a credit card. I'm not uh, you know, I'm not scraping change together to buy a, a, a burrito. Yeah, your hair is a 99% down to your back.
2: chance I won't steal anything in the next 48 hours. I'm probably hours. not going to
1: steal anything. I'm going to go to a hotel and sleep in a bed. You and eat? I, yeah. And I was I was proud of myself. Mm-hmm. Pickles, don't eat the carpet. Did you tell Sam this story while you were with her? I he did there? tell yeah. her that story. I did tell her. Mm-hmm. You know, look how far I've come, babe. Well, would I'm you not guys... sleeping outside, and looks like we made it. You know, San Francisco. It's still a little, uh, still a little shaky with me. Not the San Francisco
0: I love anymore. What, uh, what did you eat in the San Francisco that you don't love? Well,
1: um, I mean, San Francisco used to be my favorite city to go to. Mm -hmm. And and Andre, growing up in Northern California, probably spent a lot of time in the Bay. Agreed. In the heyday, you know, 90s, early 2000s, before the the tech bubble and... The most recent one, for sure. The most recent one, for sure, but it it used to be a true playground of the Americas, where you could just run around and do whatever you want. Gilman Street, Berkeley Square. Sure. Slims. It was all there. Shout outs. The cops were just, cops didn't care what you did. You could drink on the street and you could run around town. You could do whatever you want. It was a, it was kind of like the Lower East Side and the. Great place to grow up. Shout out, Lusty Lady. And now, yeah, you know, the Lusty Lady. But now, um. Had to be there. Now it's like just the most expensive place to live in the country and kind of a bummer. But I did.
0: Food is still great.
1: Food. Food is good. Yeah it's a very slept on food city. It doesn't get the recognition that it deserves, I feel. I don't know. I think a lot of people talk about it outside of here and mm-hmm. New York is the best food city. That's true, but so since it's, it's not it's it's so city. it's so excellent, but since it's not one of the major major cities of of the country, it doesn't I feel like it doesn't get what it deserves. It's kind of like existing in its own little bubble and ecosystem. Um, You know, with the burritos that everyone loves that nobody else seems to be able to duplicate <laughs> anywhere else other than San Francisco for some reason.
0: Best coffee. For show sure.
1: Coffee game is tight. You know, the, the San Francisco Mission Burrito. The Mission Burrito. The, it's basically just a giant burrito. It, it doesn't really have anything, like, significantly different than a regular burrito. It has, like, you know, pretty standard ingredients Especially growing so up wild. in LA. Well, but I think for, for some reason nobody can duplicate it anywhere else and it's just like this weird It's okay. It's most I mean it's one of those foods based around its size too. Yeah. I was say. Mission Burrito
2: is kind of more legendary for its size than yeah. its actual taste.
1: But it's just like a regular burrito with beans and rice and meat and cheese and yeah. guacamole and sour cream and salsa and yeah. lettuce tomato, all regular stuff. And kinda not style, that yeah. good. Um, you but, don't think it's that good?
2: Yeah, it's fine. I don't know. I mean, I used to get them in my 20s. I think it's one of those foods that you, like, it's like a college food or don't have a lot of money in a pocket, working a day job kind of food. Is you know, Mission like, Brito your Del Taco? No, it's more like our Tang's. I think it's where you go. I <laughs> would <laughs> compare it to Tang's in the sense that, like... You know,
1: well, for our listeners at home, Tang's is a donut shop in Silver Lake. Rest in peace. That closed down a while ago. And it, you may have seen it, it. It actually got famous after it closed down because somebody spray-painted woo Dash in front of the oh, yeah. Tangs on on their sign. So it read Woo Tangs, Donuts, and, like, that image went, like, viral all over. Like, I saw it all over the place.
2: I never put that together.
1: All those years. Um, but it was, like... a very <laughs> shitty and scary donut shop and mm-hmm. the only people that were inside of it were homeless people playing chess. Yes. I don't I don't know anyone who ever ate a bur- uh, ate a donut there. They also Were they
2: open 24 hours or like till 4 in the morning? They're uh, open
1: very late. It was at least until 4. At least until 4. I think it was 24 hours. So back in the day before the whole food truck craze and taco trucks everywhere this this was like one of the only spots to go to in LA back in the day. And you would go, and they had hot dogs and ice at cream. Least on the east, at least on the east side Yeah, and in sure. the silver, Lake Yeah. hot dogs, ice cream. I don't know anyone who eat ever ate either of those. Nope, no but idea. You would, we would go there and get sandwiches. Croissant. They do these weird press sandwiches. It was kind of like, um, I, I guess it was kind of like banh mi, like Lee's sandwiches somewhere style between, bread.
2: Somewhere between the shittiest banh mi you had and the shittiest Cuban sandwich you've ever had. <laughs> And like subway, and, and subway, and the, very cheap. They're also super nice. Yeah, they were like a dollar ninety nine. It was so
1: <coughs> cheap, and which is the big thing. You so you could get can, like a
2: veggie sandwich with avocado, pressed with like mayonnaise and mustard, and a bag of chips for like three dollars, and a drink, and a drink. And you'd get it like obviously after the bar. Yeah, you'd At go 2:30. there
1: after the bars. You you get a veggie sandwich because eating the meat there was not a good idea. Probably no. get some. Uh, Maybe some flavor twist, chili cheese frito flavor twist, yes. or some regular Cheeto crunchies, mm-hmm. and then you just dump those into your sandwich. Oh, regretting so much Munch decisions. them up: <laughs> That was good. That was good eating back then, but it was, but
2: it, it was like it was super cheap, and I think, you know, like, look, the mission burrito doesn't exist solely as bar food at the end of the night, but it's definitely one of those foods where I mean, maybe people go back and, with nostalgia and eat them, but they're not that good.
1: I think you're in the um, minority. You're in the minority. All because right. I feel like they're very beloved there. And people, like, it's something that people will go, like, you go to the burrito spot for lunch at noon, and there's a line out the door. Whereas Tang's Donuts, you know, there's not even, there's only a cockroach in there anytime that. before 2 You AM. might be right. I, I never
2: liked him, though. I, even the amount of time I spent there, I have to say.
0: I haven't had one in years because I just haven't wanted that gigantic thing. In my body, it's mm-hmm. like, there's a place in like if you go to <coughs> Footsies there's a bar and in, in uh, Lincoln Heights, kind of by us mm-hmm. Highland Park, and next door, there's a, there's a spot called Atacor, and you get this super burrito. And, oh, that's a good price, like seven ninety nine. Then you get it, and it's maybe I don't know the size of your laptop. It's mm-hmm. gigantic. You're like why did I, why why? And you can split it with. For listeners people. at home, I have
1: a thirteen inch laptop. 13-inch just laptop. for scale, yeah. it's a could... big. <laughs> this ain't no air, baby. No, that's not an air. <laughs> this is a nice, this is a sensible size sedan laptop. The size of
0: a legal pad. Uh,
1: um, uh, but I did eat, I did eat at Hog Island Oysters in the Ferry Building. Not the first time you've eaten there. It actually was the first time I've eaten there. Oh, really? It was. <laughs> yeah. I
2: thought you'd eaten there a few times.
1: Well, I don't. I usually, I go there. To that fairy building to eat the oysters, but then there's like a forty-five minute wait every time. Okay. So then I just give up and then go somewhere else that's not as good. Right. But um, you know, it's a standard oystery place. Get a had a nice bloody mary, got a nice dozen oysters, had a little clam chow, had a, mm. uh, a grilled cheese sandwich <laughs> made with a selection of cowgirl creamery cheeses. Good lord. Next door. It was tight, but it, the the chowder. There's like the the highfalutin chowder. I'm not a fan of. Mm. Like all all the chowders at these kind of nicer places are like, they're kind of like deconstructed. Mm-hmm. Like I'm more of a traditional chowder head, where like the potatoes, it's just like russet potatoes cut into little cubes, clams not in the shell. It's been you know, and it's been sitting in a no. It's been sitting around for a while, kind of congealing and coagulating a little bit. And it's all and it's bacon. all good. Yeah, a little bacon. But a lot of these nicer chowder places is where it's just like it seems like it's made to order almost. Yeah. Like it's we get a bowl, we place four fingerling potato halves in the into it, and then five clams in their shells, and then you pour a cream cream broth into it no. and that's it.
0: That doesn't sound like chowder at all to me. No.
1: I know. I mean, it, it tastes great, and the quality of ingredients is great. But
0: you know, I don't want I don't want. I don't want that. I feel like is like a seafood chili. You know, where everything's just kind of mm. like good analogy. like I getting like all together in there, and it's just like seafood it chili dairy, is good you know?
1: too. That sounds like a yeah. Sounds like a primus or song cooking. or a funk band? Yeah, yeah a funk band. Chili? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Seafood Chili opened up for Fish down on the yeah, wharf in
0: 93, baby. Just like three bass players. <laughs> <laughs> seafood Chili has three <laughs> bass players, 100%. <laughs> one plays a five-string, one plays a seven-string, <laughs> you know. You Take got, it for a walk. Yeah. Which one of us? <laughs> all, There's no bass guitars
1: under five strings yeah, in enough. Seafood Chili. <laughs> mm. <Mm-mm. Mm-mm. laughs>
2: Uh, seafood chili, now fretless.
0: Man, it's so funny about that that town. Like, there's so many things in San Francisco to do and eat that yes. I have. I've, I've never been there, but I feel like I've eaten so well in that city. Like, we all yeah. have our own version of what to do and what to eat in San Francisco, and they're all rad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Definitely. Like, they have great little sandwiches, just little like little delis all over the place. They uh, do. I, the I think Russian, we talked
1: about it on a previous pod about the. The Dutch crunch bread that they that's have right. there, mm-hmm. great sandwich bread. But also, um, that's where I was exposed to Burmese food. Yeah, that's right. which is like the most wild food out there. Very good. Maybe that's going to be next up in the uh, in the world of food trends.
0: <coughs> the Burmese.
1: Yeah, I mean, like Thai food is very hot right now. Hmm. It's bubbling. People are exploring it. Maybe Burmese is next. Every every time I've eaten Burmese food, I'm just I just say to myself, what in the world is this flavor i've never tasted before it's crazy but at the same time it's so familiar mm-hmm. like you get hints of
2: you get hints of indian you get hints of thai you get hints of um
1: indonesian southeast asian
2: yeah it's 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 this amazing amalgamation of so many different foods that come together to be very unique but familiar at the same time mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a really fun experience
1: it's a really fun experience. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> all right. I What's, mentioned what, we're all not feeling are, good? <laughs> what are the spots?
0: There's always a company. Burma Superstar. Burma Superstar. That's the big one. I'm sure there's uh, there's probably other yeah, ones, there's ones that are better right? that yeah. I other don't ones, even know about. Two,
2: two, well, they have that. They have their restaurant. They have their cafe, yeah. which is a little bit less formal, but a lot of the same dishes because Burma Superstar usually has a huge line. Mm-hmm. So you can go down there. And then there's also um, three stores down. I'll try and find the name. Is another Burmese restaurant that's very good, but... A little on the heavier side. A little little thicker in the
0: cream and the coconut milks, but Cause they're, very good. They're clustered kind of like how San Francisco, or mm-hmm. in L.A., there's a, on Fairfax, there's a little Ethiopia, and I've never Correct. really understood why they no. didn't <laughs> spread out over the city, but they're all on the same block. And you're like, oh, let's we'll go to the other Ethiopian place. But uh, how, Hey, man. It's, it's, it's just, cool it's, that it L.A. has a trip. little Ethiopia. It is delicious. you <laughs> slept on if it was closer to here.
1: There's so mm. many other countries in the, the world that don't have littles <laughs> yeah. in L.A. In Ethiopia, you're lucky to get one. Mm-hmm. Why is there not a little little Jamaica?
2: I would fucking kill for a little Jamaica.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's called. <laughs> LA. Well,
0: there's this, there's there's Mid City where we had our pop our breakfast pop up. Yeah, I there's, guess that is little. Of, yeah. it feels like little Jamaica. There's a gang. of good. Uh, uh, Goat and <laughs> go chicken spots. And I've
2: never been to one or heard of them, so... After this is the podcast, Juicy, there's about. a lot of
1: Jamaican gangs down there. <laughs> there's a lot of
2: Jamaican voodoo posses <laughs> rolling <Yeah>. the streets. <laughs> shadow Predator, too. The
1: harder they fall. <laughs> right. So you guys are both sick. What did you guys have for your sick breakfast this morning, guys? Let's get oh, into God.
0: it. I had all of the pills and the tinctures that I could do, and, and some ramen.
1: <laughs> you just had your continental tincture yeah, breakfast? You know, I, I put, and I,
0: had some, I made some ramen. The... The Korean ramen. What's this, we got it for Christmas? Christian got it. With, oh, what's that one called? Oh, it's still Japanese. It's Japanese, but, it's the, Japanese Koreans but the Koreans it. love it. Yeah, so yeah, kind yeah. of you get it at, if you go and get Shin, Korean barbecue. Shinjo. Yeah.
2: Shin, Shinjo. I don't remember ramen. what it's called. Yeah,
1: it's great. So you made some. I made ramen this morning. So you made some instant ramen. It took a lot of effort to do that. <laughs> did you Did you doctor it up? I just put butter inside of it. Yeah. Good man. Yeah,
2: butter. That was really good. With what? the congestion.
1: Uh, Butter with man. a congestion. Ugh! I
0: needed to come down. I needed it real bad.
1: What about you, Conaparo? Andre, pie. split pea soup. Split pea soup for breakfast. South,
0: yeah, that's about all I could really want. To <laughs> did
1: eat. you do? Did you put an egg on it? No. Egg no. drop split pea? <laughs> Definitely
0: not. I wish I had a split pea right now. Oh, My god. Oh my god. <laughs> get oh my get the god. My Sad state Give of affairs spike. here on on the stew. Man. I'm liking it. I had some tea. Why do you like it? I had Earl Grey. <laughs> Can't be good. So for I'm mixing around. it up. Stewie, what'd you do for Valentine's Day? What did yeah, I do for you do Valentine's, Valentine's Day? Day? Oh, you know, worked like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this voice thing is really helping that. A truck just went by, sorry. Uh, <laughs> worked like a goddamn dog. This po-
1: po- I was listening Day. to this other podcast called Sampler, where it's like a. It's on the Gimlet Podcast Network, where like Reply All and some other shows are on. Mm. And they have a show called Sampler where they, they talk about. Kind of like highlights from other podcasts that you should check out, and one of them Ooh. is called the the men, the mental health happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> and this podcast is starting to go in that direction. It's starting to be a little bit of a downer.
0: Really, I feel like we're going to get into it. How was
2: it done with my story? I don't know. We got to bring it. Up. We cannot w- let
1: it go.
0: I was still going to talk about my Valentine's Day. It was a nice Valentine's Day. Let's let's get into it. Well, maybe. first I work like a dog, and then I got. I feel work.
1: like that's a prerequisite for any day for you. Well, for me, yeah. Uh okay. First up, wake up in the morning, I have instant ramen, cup of coffee,
0: and then I work like a dog.
2: <laughs> and then the man beats the life out and of me. And then
1: I have a sensible dinner.
0: Well my day is not done yet. Okay. Yeah. I do. I usually get a veggie burger. Uh at the Burger Lords.
1: Oh yeah, you probably eat a veggie burger every day now, don't you? Just try.
0: about, yeah. Yesterday was the first day I didn't eat anything at Burger Lords.
1: Have you been able to have you made for our listeners at home, Burger Lords is basically just like in and out menu where it's it's burgers, fries, and then the vegetables that, and the and the sauces that go on the burger. Have you made like a salad out of these ingredients? Because uh, like, if, if I worked at a burger place every day, I'd yes. be like, i burgers again."
0: Yeah, I did make a salad. Yeah, you have. Oh yeah.
1: So we have
0: shredded lettuce, leaf of, lettuce. I used a lot of the. We had some. They sent us um, our distributor the wrong lettuce or the big butter like a big head of butter lettuce oh. and I, I used a lot of the cooked off components of our veggie patty and I turned it all into a salad so um, barley and oh. cashews and things and I just tossed it all into the bowl and made like a family meal which no one wanted to eat I figured everyone would be so stoked to eat a salad I dressed it nicely I think I had an orange with me so I used a little bit of orange uh, as a as part of the, the dressing just because
1: nobody there. wanted your stewy slop salad <laughs> No. Walk us through the dressing you made. I can't talk. Uh, (laughs) uh, What did I use? Did we make a vinaigrette, or was it just special sauce? The
0: thing about our place is we don't have stuff. I know. That's why. That's why it's really hard. It's like camping. Like
1: like, the only condiment you have is special sauce.
0: I think I used (laughs) mustard and oil and uh, orange (laughs) and salt and cumin (laughs) and things, and I made a little dressing, and I just doesn't sound like the worst dressing. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't. was not laughable at all.
1: It's a little like making a salad in prison. I mean, person. you probably use
0: yellow mustard. Um, I think it was... It was yellow it was just Yeah, yellow, which is kind of a little rough. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, says, But it, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with
2: Stewie. It does sound a little bit like a prison dressing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure in prison they just give you oil and vinegar. I don't, I don't know if prison. you get vinegar. Yeah, right? on your birthday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know if they have well, salads. I don't think
0: they're putting... Oranges in your salad dressing in a prison. Oranges,
1: You're, you
2: need, you know, you need to save that orange slice in prison and make hooch out of it. Yeah, right yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, the, the salad in prison is literally just an orange, <laughs> one whole orange. Oh,
0: you want sugar? Jeez,
1: <laughs> oh, your fruit salad is just a picture of a cherry on the plate.
2: <laughs> look, my Valentine's That's the prison Day salad, was tight. baby. <coughs> Take hey. a look at
0: it. Okay, I had a very tight Valentine's Day, all right? Okay. Yeah, sorry. Jesus okay. Jesus Christ.
2: Oh, wait. I wanted to say also... Jesus. You know, we never listened to the podcast, but last week, I put the Burger Lord's Veggie Burger as the best thing I ate that week. Oh. Because it was
0: delicious. It was pretty damn good, right? It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, all right. So your Valentine's Day. Thank you. Oh, it was <coughs> a very... Uh, Which Applebee's did we go to? The other, the one on. Did sloth you?
2: How, what was the way to Red
0: Robin? <laughs> <laughs> well, Red Robin was. They, I mean,
1: it must have been slammed. They
0: had two at the bar. Thank God. <laughs> um, That's first come. That's cool. That's my girlfriend was very well. She was she was hungover, and I was mangled mm-hmm. and exhausted. A uh, couple of mangalitos. So. We attempted to just go to cacao, just get comfort food. Mm. Then we ended up going, and it, did, it was so blown out, and they are out of guacamole. And I, I always, I walk into cacao, <laughs> and I, I check the deli, and if they don't have guac, I was like, this isn't going to happen. Yeah. So we went to Eagle Rock Public House, which is oh, a rad little uh, restaurant that's done by the people who do Eagle Rock Brewery. Mm-hmm. And they actually, much like San Francisco, they have fantastic oysters. Oysters. What? Very happy mm-hmm. hour. So we had oysters and some delicious beers and this... Um, uh, potted pig with these little uh, butter and 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 mustard blend with little tiny biscuits, and we mm. ate that. Took a nap, and then we got ch- the secret Chinese takeout, which is the, mm. the jam in mm. Silver so Lake. Have you had it, Andre? Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you? You've had time time have had I have had it. yes. Oh man, we went f- f- we went so hard. The pork fried rice, baby, is yeah. fantastic. Sorry, that I might that might be my favorite thing I had all week to, Whoa, to get to that. We're not there yet, baby. Ooh.
1: What in God's name do you think you're doing? But it might Stewie? not be. I don't know. I'm just
0: setting it up. Bury that lead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that Chinese chicken salad, and Shorty forgot the dressing. So come back to the the lady that packed up our Chinese chicken salad, which wasn't dressed. She forgot the dressing, mm. so I had to make some on the fly. Luckily, I have an orange <laughs> tree in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, I was bit back to prison.
1: So your girlfriend's like oranges in the salad again? Yeah. No, yeah. Luckily, I got my orange, my orange, in my orange pocket. Yeah. Basically, had the chillest Valentine's Day. Coincidentally, nice the ever. next
2: day, some hooligan had chopped down the orange tree. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I can't take Damn these oranges kids. anymore. Seriously, though, secret Chinese and, and yeah, it's, like, it's it's uh, fantastic. It's like Such a end, good idea.
2: American-style Chinese food, like walnut shrimp and. Orange chicken, simple green beans. They're but really Mary good. Mary's chicken, really good. Yeah, Mary's chicken, really good. Sourced ingredients. It's kind of like you can't say it's healthy because it's yeah. because it is traditional American Chinese food. So you got some fried things and lots of sodium, but it is really good and really well cooked with really yeah. great.
0: Yeah, beans. it's great. And then it's obviously more expensive than the Chinese, but it's not insane it because the portions no, are really not, big. No, it's not crazy. expensive. I was eating that pork fried rice for three days.
1: You guys are getting me hungry for a little Chinese. Well, man, we go. can do lunch.
2: <laughs> also, I want to go back to oyster—a very divisive hungover food or not hungover food?
1: Ooh, I mean, you talk not, to anybody
2: on the East Coast, guy. That's right.
1: <laughs> I, I consider that a, a real fifty-fifty mm. um, hungover some people,
2: food. Some people are like that's the thing because it I feel up. like six oysters and a beer, and like that's you know,
1: yeah, it yeah. makes a lot of sense like, to like, no, oysters, me. Oysters—if you can get them uh-huh. down.
0: When you're hungover, it's probably good for Mm -mm. you. I think it depends if you've puked or not. Not for me.
1: But I I feel like the last thing I'm craving is a dozen oysters when I'm hungover. Like, Mm -mm. if it's an oyster po' boy where they're fried and it's with bread and stuff like that, I can do that. I can do that. If it's an oyster shooter, I could probably do that. If it's just straight up, you know, on the half
0: shell, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough thing to swallow. I I could see myself ordering like six oysters being hung over and having them come out and then having that that waft of oyster and then just like, this is not going to work for me. When you said having them come out,
1: I thought you meant vomitous. And not
0: went, yeah. <laughs> and um, there's a, yeah, there's a 50-50, like you said, a chance of it feeling real good or me
1: puking it all up.
0: Jason, who'd
2: you spend your Valentine's Day with? Was I sp- it with Ashanti
1: and Ja Rule? I spent my Valentine's Day with Ja Rule and Ashanti mm. and, uh, and my girlfriend and some other people.
0: Did you guys get Chinese food too?
1: We did not get Chinese food. We got, um, we got pizza and we had some pizza and champagne. There you go. That sounds nice. It was good. Good combo. You get, we got some nice bottles of champagne um, from our homie Aaron in San Francisco and then ordered some pizza from Golden Boy. And they have they have a they have like a clam and garlic pizza.
0: Jeez Louise, i Pre- of seafood on this podcast. Pretty
1: wild. Clam pizza. another thing you got to be in the mood for, but if you are, it's pretty tight. But they had the the problem was the pizza was the square cut thick Sicilian style. Ah. Ah, where it's so it's like inch and a half thick.
0: I don't know about a clam on that guy.
1: So much bread. Uh, it's uh, it's one of those slices of pizza where it's like eating a lasagna so like you only can have one piece of pizza and then you're just kind of over it where's the fun in that yeah it's you, like the highlander of pizzas there can only be there one can only be juan uh, juan i mean i ate one and a half but then like you eat one slice and you're like "Ugh, why'd i do that and then you just eat the top of the next slice kind <laughs> of yeah. and then somebody gets really sad because there's only <laughs> one slice like, left oh, and
2: it's fun. just <laughs> scraped off topping it's true though I've done that many times when the Sicilian comes out because I'm usually not a fan. And I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to take a knife and just take the top layer of this mm-hmm. pepperoni and put it onto my single piece.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to shovel this congealed mozzarella into my mouth.
0: That sounds nice, actually.
1: Um, mm, yeah, we have a few Twitter questions this week, guys.
2: Oh. Did, it, did it. We need like a, a telegraph sound for Twitter questions. <laughs> yeah, can we get some sound effects on this show?
1: Yeah. Michael's is here. Absolutely. Um, One question from Kitavelli: Why can't I make a good fucking cheesecake? Ooh, I feel I've never made a cheesecake, and I feel like it's tough. It's a tough thing to do.
0: Just made a vegan one. A lot of times.
1: Okay. Is is, is, there's gelatin in that? Yeah.
0: Um. Not in the
1: vegan one. Not in the vegan. I mean, like some type of agar. Um.
0: Something to set it. yeah we did use agar that's exactly what we used oh is this at um floray Florey. i think a lot of
1: mistakes that people would make with cheesecake making would be um (coughs) it's one of those baking things where all the all the recipe steps are very necessary like some things you can flub like where it says like let your eggs come up to room temperature or like make sure you preheat your oven like there's a lot of times where you're like, oh, I forgot to preheat the oven. I'll just throw it in. Or, and like, it and it's usually or, fine. No. Or, like, all, I forgot to pull eggs out of the fridge <coughs> two hours before to let them come up to room temp. I only pulled them out 10 minutes before. And you just kind of like, I'm just going to go for it. Right, it's,
2: also, it. In, in baking, if you don't have a baking thermometer in your oven, you're crazy because, like, 10 degrees matters, 15 degrees mm-hmm. matters when you're baking. So yeah, if you have a
1: shitty oven or any oven, you got any oven. I've got a nice get, oven and it's still like 15 degrees
2: off. And I, I mean, every, I've had it service before and the guy's like, there's nothing to adjust. It's like, you just got to know your oven's temperature. Yeah. And he's like, I can't tweak this by 15 degrees. Like you just got to I
1: think, I think another thing saying. might be, um, n- being, uh, u- using a, a proper electric mixer instead of going by hand. Yeah. that's uh that's something i've read like you really have to like you have to do all the things it says to do exactly you, you can't no half-stepping <laughs> and to for an amateur cook <clears throat> there's a lot of half-stepping going on I mean, we, just, you just kind of flub the dub a little bit no dub flub
2: and if you can if you can find recipes that measure by weight and not by volume mm. depending on what you're using yeah, yeah i've been using it's a lot better to measure Stewie got me a
1: food scale as a yeah, gift' those are great um primarily for coffee measuring, but I've been using it a lot lately for um recipe testing, yeah uh Pana cotta just mm-hmm. like trying to figure out the exact ratio of gelatin like to the gram yeah like i I did it with a certain amount of grams and it was like a little off, and then I did another one and it was a little too much, so like I'm just kind of precisely adding it in by weight and um you know that's kind of how a trend that I see a lot on like cooking videos like chef steps and all those like a lot of and all european yeah all european anything european weight. It, it's all based on weight yeah so get into the habit of get get a nice food scale <laughs> and it's and it's fun to use it's yeah, it's fun it's like fun. measuring your stuff out putting your little container on the scale you know, dropping it down to zero. I
0: find it to be a lot easier, it's, it's too. It's more efficient, that's for sure.
2: I find it to be a lot easier, like, if you're measuring, a, say, a cup's worth by volume, and you do that by weight, you can put it in a much bigger bowl. So yeah. It doesn't spill over. You're not mm-hmm. trying to, top, like, scrape off the top of the measuring cup or whatever, or get to the line. Mm-hmm. It's like, I find it to be a lot easier.
1: And also, I learned, and I found that when you're when you're measuring stuff by weight, it helps you, if you're, like, a... If you're a chef that's, you know, an amateur cook or an amateur home chef, there's, like, the biggest part of of making a dish or making a meal is learning how to mentally prioritize things. Like, at what point should things happen to have Uh, your meal all come together at the same time, ready to go? So, like, you should get in the habit of, like, whatever's going to take the longest, you do that first, all up until whatever's going to take the shortest, you do that last. And also, you get in the kind of the headspace of cleaning stuff because you're kind of trying to clean as you go to keep a a nice work service so like it it helps you prioritize like okay what's what's the best order of weighing all my stuff out like you 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 want to make sure that you weigh all of your dry stuff first and then your wet stuff last so you don't have to keep washing your container out every time you every time you do it so like Measure in your baking soda, your flour, your sugar, your salt, your pepper, and then you would do your eggs, and then you would do your milk. So you don't have to keep washing it out and having your container be all gunky. It help, It helps you like stop for a minute and think like, all right, what's the best, most efficient order. way to do
0: this? That's the that's the one of the biggest parts of the industry. That's when I can tell like if a bartender or a server or a busser could cook or vice versa is when you're really good at time. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's like one of the biggest. That's, Absolutely, That's the thing that, that carries over to every position of a restaurant, actually, is is, is knowing your timing.
1: And timing is one thing that you can only learn from reps. Like, yeah. the only reason, what, like when Chris and I went down to our parents' house last week and uh, went, went to visit and we made a lasagna. Oh, yeah. And lasagna is a thing that notoriously takes a long time to make, way longer than you think it's going to make. And the only reason why it came out perfectly on time is because I've made lasagna 50 times, and I know it's gonna, it, you think it's going to take this long to do it, but it really takes this long. And then you think it's going to take this long to cook, but it really takes this long. Yeah. And then you really should let it sit for this long. So instead of giving yourself an hour and a half to make lasagna, you should really give yourself, like, three hours to make lasagna. Well, that's why I
0: was going to tell the Twitter question, whoever... What was that person there? Kitavelli. Uh You gotta fuck up a few times, you know. Like mm. it's just gonna. It's just like it takes a few reps. Like I. There's <clears> been a <throat> lot of cheesecakes that I had to make at the restaurant, where I just like burned a few, and then just went from there. Yeah, you gotta burn. You, because you always you want to err on the side of going longer, because mm. you don't want it to go under. And we and we would use a ring form, mm-hmm. so you have like a, a circular uh, bottom, and then it's like a hinge that snaps around it, which is. More of a restaurant thing, but it's really awesome at home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
2: yeah, they're only like, you can get them for 18 bucks. Yeah, they're, they're not expensive. You have y- Sir or any, you know, they're yeah. common. They're not Amazon. Expensive. They're great. Amazon. Amazon, Amazon.
0: Yeah, yeah, you can get this, the, like, more different shapes, but, you mm-hmm. know, because it's just, yeah, it's just a hinge. But they, you know, they break, which is a bummer. But, uh, I mean, I guess that's more of a restaurant. I mean, they, uses, yeah, they don't break. I mean, yeah. if you're
2: making 17
1: quiches a day, they're going to yeah. break
0: but Stewie gets a whole of egg on yeah. break. Yeah. On break.
1: Yeah. Um next question is from my friend Steven and he's kind of a dick for this question because he asks what influence did the early 20th century rise of communism in Eastern Europe have on the region's dishes? Andre. Also root vegetables. <laughs> root vegetables. Yeah, not a lot of meat.
2: <clears throat> meat would be a little bit harder to come by, also more controlled. Um more of a a class issue and be obviously eaten more by the upper the upper class
1: mm-hmm. so this is that this is when potatoes really start popping off Beats, always
2: carrots r- rutabagas turnips mm, you know things that grow mm. easily in the ground especially cold ground. Yeah. and i think you, you see a, a turn away from things that are manufactured such as flowers for breads it becomes less common and it becomes very dependent because we. Be- As the government is deciding the amount of food being given to you and doled out, you become much more self-reliant. And considering Russia has really hard seasons, you got to find really, really hardy things to grow.
1: Yo, suck it with your fake joke question, Stephen. We just answered that shit very astutely. Which Stephen was this? Uh, Stephen Moon Music. uh, Mm. Boy Stephen. I share a a studio lockout with him.
0: Thanks, Stephen. Great
1: guy. Funny guy. Tried to stump the unstumpables. We got you, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. What else you got? Um, that's off
0: the dome. No. Yeah, no, that's off the no dome. That was up. not. Uh-huh. He had no premeditated time this. to answer. There's no wiki link. Uh. Uh-uh. No wiki
1: links. Uh-uh. Um. Next one. Reed Immer asks, "What is the best late February lunch?" Mm. <laughs> late February. Well, the problem the, is. Yeah, not LA is a different late February really lunch It really depends than Camden, on where you Maine. live because right now in LA. The Literally last 74 degrees. The last today. week has been in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, <clears throat> so, I mean, my lunch has been salads sandwich. and poke and yep. and stuff like that. So, but I think a, a nice late lunch, maybe something. Uh, I mean, late February lunch, maybe something. That, a callback before seafood chilies. I like uh, <laughs> I like crab bisques. I like clam chowders. I like a hearty soup. Mm-hmm. If you're going to Whole Foods, think about getting, uh, instead of getting like a light salad with some with some tuna and hard-boiled eggs, instead of doing that, get a small chowder and a slice of pizza.
2: Please, as a note to to the soup heads everywhere, make sure everybody <laughs> saves their cheese rinds to oh. drop into any home stews or soups you're making. I think it's like... That's like one of the easiest number one tips ever is just to save those Parmesan rinds, put them in a Ziploc bag and drop a couple in mm-hmm. any soup you're making, whether it's a split pea or a minestrone, chowder, it doesn't matter. It's going to add kind of a question mark, like, how, why is this so good? It's not just salt, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't
1: dissolve, but it, it kind of releases some of the cheese. It's, it's ba- really good. A cheese rind is the, uh, I would say that's the <laughs> white man's kombu is that fair yeah, it to say could be, absolutely <laughs> at least the uh western european color. <clears throat> what is this umami sawdust flavor i'm getting <laughs> yeah i was reading about there's like a, a parmesan conspiracy out there where people are are conspiring that like similar to how people were uncovering that olive oil is not actually olive oil and mm-hmm. it's just like packaged different oil mm-hmm. <clears throat> being sold as I've heard the same thing is happening with Parmesan I bet where Absolutely. it's actually flavored cheddar cheese Funny. and it has and people other people are saying it has sawdust as a filler no kidding My mm-hmm. bad so your Parmesan is being stepped on
2: yeah I mean there's like I think it per, it's
1: much like cocaine
2: <laughs> much like your cocaine sawdust is, is the on. baby
1: laxative of of cheese
2: but I feel like I feel like that permeates every kind of food that has a kind of a specific quality and, and ingredient. Like when they do sushi testing in Los Angeles, and eighty percent of the actual mm-hmm. fish that they're claiming on the menu is ahi or yellowtail, and it's coming up completely common. It's all tilapia. Uh, yeah, it's basically all <laughs> tilapia. Or. Um, uh, or uh, prosciutto a lot of times, or mm-hmm. like, come on, serrano from Spain. Like, it'll be packaged and sliced in it, and they just find out it's just like a fattier cut of ham that's been mm-hmm. soaked in, like, salt water and kind of made to look yes. kind of like a thin prosciutto, but it's absolutely not in any way and tastes, like, tastes horrible. And it even goes as far as, like, I've read stories recently, like, in Eastern Europe, Eastern Europe, like, in the Ukraine. There's a huge market for selling bootleg alcohol where they... They make fake Smirnoff labels. It's and not Raibu's the Ukraine labels. I know. And it's like, but people are dying and going blind <laughs> and like yes. going into comas because they're just basically dumping like gasoline and water into like fake Svetka bottles and just flooding <laughs> the market with them. And it's really hard to find.
1: Like, I want a turpentine and soda. Yeah. <sighs> um, so I, I think I think the moral of the story is you have to be a uh, a wise consumer mm-hmm. when you're buying. If you're gonna buy Parmesan. Make sure you never... This goes for all cheeses. Never get the pre-packaged, pre-shredded cheese mm-hmm. ever. Because A, the quality is going to be probably the lowest available. And B, the amount of additives they have to add to keep the cheese from clumping yep. yeah. is all stuff that your body does not want or need. It's just a bunch of bullshit. So
2: That's budget allowing. And I, I will say that I will sometimes get a cup of pre-ground Parmesan from like Trey or Joe's, which I think is a little bit better quality, I feel like, even just from a taste standpoint. So if I'm going to make something like meatballs or a dish that's combined with Parmesan and not finishing or topping, like a salad or Mm -hmm. at the end of a pasta, like I'll sometimes use like, you know, a a Parmesan like that because, you know, good Parmesan should be around 20 to 30 bucks a pound too. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're expensive. You also don't get the rind, going back to some of the you don't things get the you were rhyme. saying when you're buying prepackaged shredded. So, so usually I will have a cup you know, or a package of better quality pre-ground Parmesan and then a finishing Parmesan like mm-hmm. sitting next to each other in the cheese drawer.
1: And, and the good part about the make sure you're getting the actual Parmigiano-Reggiano, it's the expensive stuff. But the, the thing with it is a little goes a long way. Mm-hmm. It's very strong, it's very pungent, very flavorful. So... If you go to the market, like you go to Whole Foods and you want to get a piece of Parmesan cheese and it costs like $17 and you're like, that's a little too rich for my blood, you can go to the guy and be like, hey, let me get $5 worth of this. And he'll cut a piece off yeah. and wrap it and weigh it and put a little barcode on it for exactly how much you want. And then just keep that in your fridge at all times and get a, a microplane. And you can, you can put, you know, just a f- like an ounce of parmesan cheese and it'll be like a big cloud yeah yes, of nice. really awesome parmesan that looks good tastes great and it's uh it's it's not that bad for you because yeah. if you're eating like a grilled cheese sandwich you're putting on like kind of a lot of cheese and you're yeah. just eating gross fatty cheese that's not going to work well with your body but mm. just get that microplane and get a nice big cushiony pillow of of parmesan on top and you're going to and 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 tell yourself it's it's okay
0: okay everything's fine um
1: last oh we have some more next question our man jake
0: troth shout out jake
1: does bacon grease or butter mold is it bad to store at room temperature yes no well depends (laughs) yes bacon grease will solidify and it can be stored at room temperature um, I mean it will go rancid uh, it will go I mean, bad eventually, but you can leave it out for a few days
2: it will yeah it, i, I wouldn 't throw it out if you left it out overnight but it's it's it 's also something that it 's yeah it depends on temperature um, depends on Do you know it, so. if it 's covered yes. um, but i I would say it 's just something that 's if you 're if you're holding a very small amount of it, bacon grease should always be refrigerated. And it doesn't, you know, it's hard to test at home how long it's good. Mm-hmm. It's also not that expensive a thing to hold on to. Yeah. So it's like keep it for a week and just toss it. And always s- smell it, too. I mean, it, mm-hmm. sometimes it'll let you know. But butter, you know, you know, butter's not going to spoil or really mold on you that much. And you have to leave it yeah. out for a very long time for butter mm-hmm. to go bad. And,
0: and keep it covered. On the bacon grease, if it how, the, how pure it is, you know. It's it's
1: how good the quality of your bacon grease is and it's also how gently you rendered it yeah. because you can you can get bacon grease that comes off super clear and clean looking because yeah. you rendered it slowly and you didn't have yeah. a chance for really point. a lot of solids and <clears throat> darkness and burning and particulates yeah. to to happen like if you fry bacon really hard mm-hmm. so render render your bacon kind of slow and low and your grease will come out nice and and clear Yes. And
2: also, if you can put it through a chinois or if not a mesh strainer, if you really are planning on using it again and saving it for cooking with it, you should be filtering it in some kind of way from those solids that is going to be
0: the main part of it that's going to spoil for you. It's like skimming a soup. You want to get those imperfections out.
2: And a lot of times, you know, you don't notice it because the solids are contained and held in the fat, which is basically sealing it from any oxygen, which is what's going to make it spoil much like a confit duck leg, it's mm-hmm. basically always submerged and sealed in its own fat, which is why it can stay at room temperature and stay preserved mm-hmm. just for a certain amount of time. But if any of those salts are sitting on top, I mean, that's the first mm-hmm. thing that's going to spoil. Um, and it's just really, I mean, yes, it's somewhat unnecessary to do. I think... Luckily, fat rises to the top. <laughs> exactly. I think... Also, the point of leaving butter out is to keep it soft and at room temperature, but that's why also you have a butter dish because the main things that are gonna make butter spoil, again, are exposure to oxygen or anything else that's being cooked or made inside the kitchen. If you've got uh, butter uncovered next to anything, you're frying or cooking, whether it's mm. fish or other meats, yeah. that other, so, I mean, that's, so you want, if you do want to leave at room temperature outside, Definitely, Definitely covered,
1: because that, that butter, <laughs> much like all fats, is a sponge for everything. Yeah. It's just dying to soak up whatever crap is in your air. Especially in your fridge. Especially in your fridge. Final question from Carlos. Carlos is dumb at, at Twitter. I disagree. Thank you for your question, Carlos. We don't know that yet. <laughs> what is the best way to keep good knives sharp? I've heard everything from stones, honing steels, professional metal workers, etc., um Andre I feel like you're the knife you're the knife expert of the three of us how do you uh, how do you keep your knives sharp let's go storage wise
2: okay Uh, starting storage I have a wood knife block a couple of them Mm -hmm. Um, uh, never ever under any circumstance wash any knife that you care about in a washing machine Mm -hmm. always hand wash them and hand dry them yes um, I would use... I mean, I don't use a stone. I don't know how to use a stone very well. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of tutorials out it's there, hard but... It's hard, it's hard. It's mm-hmm. hard. Um, I use a steel in the kitchen uh, to sharpen my knives a little bit. And that's honing steel. A honing steel, which um, you know comes with a lot of knife sets, or you can buy cheaply. They make different kinds. You know, make sure make, you get a good one. Don't get make, the shitty one. Yeah, they make diamond-tipped, yeah. uh, and they make a normal steel. Normal steel is more about... <clears throat> basically taking the burrs off the edge of your knife, mm-hmm. it's really actually not gonna do much for the edge so much. I mean, if you have a dull knife, a steel is never gonna bring it back to being sharp. No. Um, and you know, you don't need to use that every time you cook either. Um, you know, people in the kitchen will use it a couple times a day because they're basically turning out 40 meals or 80 meals in, an, mm-hmm. in a night, but use it every couple of days. Um, and then the diamond steels will actually take metal off as opposed to just kind of honing the burrs. Again, you no, know, you have great. to have it, you have to know what you're doing. You have to have it at an even angle on either side or else you're basically kind of, you trying to bring that piece of that knife point to a point so if you're not being accurate on both sides you're basically creating an uneven edge or Mm -hmm. dulling the other side to an extent Um, and i think the best thing you can possibly do is once a year depending or every six months depending on how how much you you use them bring your favorite knives bring your chef's knives your boning knives whatever you're using to somebody a professional cutlery sharpener and just pay, you know, whatever it is, 7 bucks a knife to have them done. It's and that totally will keep way. an edge on it. Mm-hmm. And it will also prevent someone, you know, who may not have been taught professionally how to do these things like use a stone from ruining a knife or yeah. really damaging a knife that will cause you to end up bringing them to a professional who have to take a lot of metal off the knife and, to know, create least, a nice uh, edge again.
0: Yeah, there's a there's tricky things like if you get a some there's the European style which is you've got this same um angle on both sides, and mm-hmm. then some Japanese steel... Yeah, which is only sharpened on they'll one just have, side, yeah. you'll, you'll have one edge that's for going... It, it, it lends to just going straight down for yep. simple straight chops. Mm-hmm. So you want to do, always do research on whatever knife you have. Yep. Um, if it's a high... What is it? Uh, carbon content? Well, like carbon... Well, you know, okay, everything. So most, you check everything. Yeah, you want to
2: know about your knives. I mean, I think most people don't have a carbon steel knife in their kitchen. I mean, it's more... It's it's an older style, although it's still made by a lot of companies because it keeps a sharper edge longer. But if it sits with water for more than 30 seconds mm-hmm. or a minute, it will start to rust. and mm-hmm. It will start to discolor. So that's a really high-maintenance type of knife. I mean, the majority of, I would say 90%, 95% of the knives in the world are stainless steel mm-hmm. and they're... You know they're not going to rust on you, but you still want—you just still don't want to leave a knife ever soaking in water. No. You don't want to leave it in the sink in no, case somebody so or you don't see too. it. You drop mm-hmm. a pot on it, or you move it and it pushes the point yeah. into the side of the sink, and mm-hmm. then you got to—I yes. mean,
0: this—that's happened to me on just, my birthday.
2: Just don't sleep on your knives when you're don't using sleep. them.
1: Wash it with a sponge, soapy mm-hmm. water, rinse it thoroughly,
0: and then dry it with a with a towel Kitchen immediately towel, put afterwards. The, so put it back
2: in the rack. Renewable. They're good.
0: Get a, so you got your good knife, but like get a beater. Get like a yep. go on Amazon and get something that you're totally cool with. Like if you have guests come over, if you have roommates, like yeah, you could use that twenty dollar knife that mm-hmm. is like a tank. But then you're good, good. Just yeah, you can get it, like a, a thirty dollar,
2: thirty five dollar chef's a really actually really nice as far as the quality of blade for what you're spending, and you're gonna get like the. The food-grade safe plastic handle that you know is in a lot of kitchens. Um, so you're not getting like a wood handle. It's not the prettiest knife, but like Vitronox, yes, Vitrinox makes is the one in an eight-inch chef's knife for like thirty-five dollars, which keeps and comes with a really nice edge, easy to clean. It's a knife that I own, one to give to people to use that I'm not worried about getting damaged. Yeah. And also, um, if I'm going somewhere to to somebody's house to and I don't have to actually cook a lot at their house, that's the knife I'll bring. You know, I'll just put it with a little knife guard and put it in the bag, and mm-hmm. it's it, they're really nice to use, but I also don't have to worry about it being damaged
0: or hurt. No, you can, like, whack a coconut with it. They're so strong. <laughs> they're, like, they're pretty thick. You can break down
2: a chicken with the, it and not worry edge. about chipping yeah, the blade. Yeah, you can hack
0: at it where you wouldn't want to do that with some sort of high carbon Japanese thing. it's more like hell fish no fishing. that's no, for that's for fish and they'll, vegetable they'll, they'll only chip and break or meats or yeah anything um or yeah boneless meats but, yeah anything um, that doesn't involve
2: bone or anything hard like cartilage or knuckle
0: oh and then if you have the i actually personally have a the diamond honer honer that um has kind of an oblong shape yep it's really good for getting the angle right mm-hmm. um and you know researching what angle with your knife like Roughly, if, if it's like a 33 degree yeah. pitch or 45 or whatever, um, keep that in mind. But if you're, say, you're going to use that chef's knife for something with high acid, like tomatoes, you want to sharpen it before and after because that things, I mean, like blasting, like if you were to make salsa, you're going to, all that acid's going to pit and dull your knife really quick. But if you sharpen hmm. it before and after, it's really big. But then I was going to say, the thing that I love is I have a nice, like a same, like a 30, something maybe Amazon like bread knife, and that works really well for things like uh, tomatoes yeah. and, and 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 simple chopping like that mm-hmm. because it'll. Well, it's also it's kind of sketchy because the skin of a tomato is, it's kind of slick, so that's why you want to sharp. So I said you should sharpen it before. But if you have a bread knife with like a serrated edge, it's a little bit easy. You offset have a bit handle. Offset okay. handle. Yeah, you have a. Um, you have a little more control. Mm-hmm. You c- it'll bite inside of it. Inside of tomato
2: and basic round vegetable tip, if you're doing a lot of tomatoes, the first thing you do is take a little tiny piece right off of it to create a flat edge. Roll it over on that flat edge and slice the tomato like that. In case you're worried Mm -hmm. about it getting away from you, that goes with Mm -hmm. anything. Whether it's a turnip, I mean, you're taking usually on a root vegetable, you're taking the top off, and that's leaving you a flat edge right there. But Mm -hmm. anything that you're having a hard time Mm -hmm. cutting with, just always take a little piece off the bottom and create a flat edge for yourself. Mm I agree. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, <clears throat> lastly, well, first, for, we're, we're going to do the best thing we had all week. But before that, we wanted to make sure everybody knows about our pop-up restaurant that's happening on February 26th here in LA. If you want the info, we're on Feast Feastly's website. <clears throat> Um, you can just Google Feastly and and we should pop up in LA and also if you go to my Instagram at them jeans the the link to all the info is in my bio so you can click that link in the bio and uh, you can check out the menu and make a reservation through that system that's the only way to make a reservation you can't uh, just say you're gonna come we are really excited about it our uh, voice and tone may not describe it right now as we're all but uh, the reservations are coming in Nice. Reservations are coming in. That's great. We've only we've only been live for one day. We're I think we're about a quarter full, so it will it will sell out. And uh, we are really excited to do this. We would love all you guys to, to come. We have a, a a cool menu going on. Stewie's going to be feeling better. Andre's going to be, be feeling, feeling better. better. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have some cool beverages available and a, a five
0: course prefix menu that we've come up with. Yeah. Next time we, I don't know, maybe. A wonderful pod before. We will. This yeah, I guess we will. We'll just have yeah. to do it earlier. Mm-hmm. I but yeah, yeah,
2: we, we will. Get pod live from the prep
1: station yeah, on sounds, Thursday.
0: So productive. <laughs> we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Uh-uh. <laughs> all
1: right, guys. We're gonna do best thing we ate all week. I could start this thing off when uh, when I was in San Francisco. I've heard of that. With city. my with my girlfriend on Valentine's Day. Shout out to Samantha. <coughs> she took me. To a late night dinner at Jack in a Box, Whoop! and I had Jack in a Box tacos. Mm-hmm. Okay, just a standard Jack in a Box taco, Never had which one. is, I believe, the only food you should ever order at Jack in a Box. Arguably, for sure, because everything there is pretty gross. They have yeah. a good curly fry. I like their churro. Hmm. Churro bites. Pretty churro good. bite. Mm-hmm. But the uh, something about that taco, it's so bad and it's so good. Mm. It's a it's a it's a nice big hard shell. It has a mysterious meat filling in it. I believe it's vegetarian. That yeah, I could right. be wrong, but That's, I feel like I heard back in the day the, day the rumors yeah. that it's vegetarian. There's been there's been words of it's like lore vegetable TVP or whatever. Texture there not really actually meat in it, and then some shredded lettuce and then like a slice of American cheese I mm-hmm. think, and then the uh, deep fried, yeah deep deep fried hard shell
0: like a chalupa.
1: It really was very satisfying.
2: Did you get like the late night, What well, I forget what they call them. But the it's munchie like the, meal? The munchie meal. Was mm-hmm. it a munchie meal? Curly fries, two mm. tacos. We got a munchie meal. Oh, we got a special guest coming in.
0: <laughs> Hello. So we went
2: to into the, the, into we the we mic.
3: We went to San Francisco. <laughs> and it, we had,
1: and that's the meal that you talk about. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about all the other all With, They all were already the talked stuff. about. Yeah, yeah, you missed
0: it. Oh, I missed. We talked about
2: Carl's Jr., we talked about, talk about McDonald's, Subway? talked about Subway. Oh, we did not talk
1: about Subway. Uh-oh. We went to Subway. I was joking, by the way, guys. You know... You we did talk about Hawkeye. Absolutely. We did talk about Hawkeye. But when you drive from L.A. to San Francisco... There's nothing. There's nothing. so little. So we uh, we did the yeah, little yep. gas station... Yep. Um, Chevron. Yep. Disgusting, there's it's always so gross,
2: even though you're like, Look, it's just gonna be a turkey sandwich, how bad, can it, and mm-hmm. you it's been long enough where you haven't eaten it Subway, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. no, it's fucking so
0: gross. You got to pack a lunch, man, always,
2: yeah, always good. Too early in the morning for that,
1: so that was that was mine, Stewie, Rattando. Stewie. Uh, I was you, you asked if you could just say Ricola yeah. cough drops,
0: like, yeah, <laughs> all the Ricola. that's all I remember eating, that's all I remember, ta- everything I've eaten has been. Yes, has a richula aftertaste and <laughs> undertaste and everything. <laughs> Honey like lemon a, ginger. Uh, it was actually the night Sunday that I got sick. Or no, that was I will take it back. Monday uh, at Space 120, they had a mm-hmm. um, the fried chicken. Yeah, fried chicken, but with they had a it was a porridge pop-up. It was my my friend Min? She did uh porridge and puffs. It was over where um in Los Angeles at the Hollywood Hollywood Farmers 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 Market. market. And so she did porridge and fried chicken and I got there late and it went really quick. Um so she had she gave me some porridge and some some spices in a in a in a deli container to go and I was like, oh just starting to feel rotten and she was nice enough to give me a ride home that night too. Mm -hmm. And when I got home my roommate Tarl who was a listener, what up Tarl had just made a, a real nice uh uh Braised beef stew. So mm. I took this nice chicken um, porridge. It's a, it's a yeah. She, I'm not sure what kind of rice she used. It was white rice, but uh, it was a good, good. <laughs> yeah.
1: For listeners at home, my girlfriend cooked bacon, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. the smells. smells like bacon. That sounds
0: great. I can't smell anything, so that's cool.
1: Uh, so you did a mixture of the I porridge, the and, porridge the beef stew. and the beef stew, which Badman. is
0: somewhere between like beef stew and chili. It's like seasoned with a lot of with a lot of like actual chili powder and uh had a little bit of a kick to it and this, i had the porridge alone and it was still warm and this nice uh chicken sock quality to it and mm-hmm. it was a great texture and i just mixed it all up in there and it was like so nourishing my throat felt fantastic and mm. I just, I yeah when I, you're when you're I sick all you want like like is that mush mushy mush it felt so good.
2: porridge is amazing when you're yeah. feeling good Korean or korean oh, okay so you just actually you,
0: <laughs> i lied. what am i saying vietnamese
1: vietnamese so Sorry, you, may, you may have stumbled you upon the korean. new food trend of la porridge very porridge hot right is now very hot right now yeah but people have been sleeping on mixing it mixing in ribbons of beef stew chili
0: ribbons yeah that's what it was
1: <laughs> did i want to think that it looks like the uh... like the the blueberry cake, where you pour in the blueberry yeah. and then you hit the toothpick to swirl it all around.
0: It was just That's little ribbons exactly of beef. It, we were making a nice cheesecake swirl.
1: Mm. John
2: mm-hmm. Gold, his, uh, he did a review I think three weeks ago of a porridge restaurant uh-uh. in uh, San Gabriel Valley. Yeah. All oh, right. I mean, I think I think congee, or not porridge. I mean, I think it was a congee restaurant because it was. Chinese, yeah, it was congee. But congee being the Chinese version of the ubiquitous porridge, but. I mean, yeah, that's the
1: place where you get the porridge base, and then you can add whatever toppings you want on it. You know, at market price. Right. And I you think it's.
2: Yeah, it's like it, you basically order different different versions of konji, which is a same, which is the same base. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily like a yogurt land or a pink berry, mm-hmm. but like yeah, they have different like. It's the same. What if there was a
1: congee toppings? restaurant that was like Pinkberry? There, there will be.
2: I guarantee you there will be if this gets
1: popular. Well, there's out. just five different things, and you you take a bowl and you just squirt it in, squirt it in. Woo! Well, it's not that. I mean, it's not that hard to imagine because look, like a lot of the, the
2: popular toppings would be like crispy pork or chicken skin, scallion, sesame seeds. Yeah. You basically because yeah. you're starting a porridge or a congee, like the texture is so soft and so
1: neutral, you can put anything in it. You can
2: sesame oil. is like Toasted oh, sesame seed oil on top. Kanji by anything.
1: weight, this is this is the trend. Yeah. It just hot hot porridge come a squirting out at you. We're gonna have to change the pop up menu. <laughs> um, yeah, like a I'm gonna do a flight. combo pork and jellyfish swirl, and then. Go to the little salad bar and hit it with the green onions, some crispy skin, some sesame seeds. However you want to do it, this is good. Well, then pop it on scale, weigh it out. The really nice, the really
2: nice Japanese rice makers, like the Zorishis, that have the fuzzy logic. The nicer ones all have a kanji setting. Mm -hmm. And I mean, oh yeah, like it's kind like it's a really good version of kanji, and it's kind of hard to beat. I'm sure, you know, like there's. You, people who really know the finer points could argue you always want to make it from scratch by mm-hmm. hand, but like the konji that's coming out of like the nicer rice makers is really, really good. Pretty
1: dang good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, normally when you make konji at home, it, you just have rice and water or stock, yeah. and you just cook it forever, Right. for hours until it it all the rice just liquefies and it oh. turns
0: into like a, a a paste. You could just get rice that you had like extra oven yeah but of you energy. make, it with, yeah. rice, yeah, you know, make it with cooked rice yeah you make it with cooked rice okay so then it'll yeah. take forever but in the
2: rice maker they do that for yeah. you and then like you it's like it kind of takes a while it does take a while it takes
1: a while i've i've made it before and to get all of that cooked rice down into like a one solid paste i mean mm-hmm. Or you're using so much water. Take a few hours. That it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be a while. Yeah.
2: Dude, was was maybe uh, yeah, you can friend, do it in a crock pot. You're from the pop up. Do you know if she was using stock or water or? Oh, stock. Yeah, could stock. You, you could taste it. It Tastes like yeah. chicken. That's nice. That's yeah. really nice. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. I think you should personally. Yeah.
0: Or you know, mix it up. You know, mushroom all sorts of you know veggie version. Veggie version. Yeah, veggie version. I love cabbage and a con. You know, you're a big, yeah, it's cabbage. Like, is really nice. Just, yeah. yeah. Just big to, time. To, to 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 some variety. Mm-hmm. You know. So that was the thing at Crunch. We had nice. Napa cabbage and and, yeah. and the chicken was in there, so you have a really soft chicken that's cooked down uh, with the soft porridge. But then you got like that napa crunch here and there. Sounds awesome, really, really good. I was so good. a little bit that's of that my napa crunch, too. baby. You get that with a flute, <laughs> napa oh, crunch. Yeah.
1: Now that's living. Oh, Not yeah.
0: crunch. You need that napa crunch.
1: All right, Andre. I
2: also have had a light week of eating, considering how sick I've been. But um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the best thing I ate um, was. Or made, I don't think I've been out to eat practically in a week, but um, I made a sauce that, that I was really happy with, with for a tofu bowl um, mm. that was basically a third goju jang, a third tahini, and a third white miso. Mm. Um, and then that was mixed with a little bit of hot water, toasted sesame oil, mm. mirin, rice wine vinegar, and a little bit of sambal olek And I would have put fish sauce in it, but it was with my girlfriend who does not like fish sauce in any So,
1: sambal and gochujang. Yeah, a little I, spicy?
2: It was a little spicy, but the the sambal is kind of like for the brightness because mm-hmm. gochujang is really good, but it's you know, it's a paste and it really isn't kind of it's not very acidic. Mm. Um, yeah,
1: that's that. That sounds like a very good kind of Asian tofu, veggie rice bowl, mm-hmm. and you just drizzle that all over. It's a little creamy, yep.
2: and then have a little bit of ground ginger in it, or not ground mm-hmm. ginger,
1: but I um,
2: microplane <clears> ginger
1: <throat> and a little bit of garlic, and then a little bit of green onion. Yeah, usually when I'm making that, I also like to add a little peanut butter in the mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's you kind really of, you thing. kind of add. When when I do it, I kind of add all the ingredients together and stir it up and it'll kind of seize up like a weird paste. And then you just kind of add your water in to get the consistency just, that you're looking for. Absolutely. And hot water really helps to
2: have everything kind of come mm-hmm. together too. and um, with a whisk and then just put yeah.
1: that in a little Tupperware and that you can keep that in the fridge and Yeah, it keeps forever. you can make a nice big batch and it'll, it'll stay good for a long time and probably get better as time goes on.
2: The and the tahini like in the one I did the, and I like the peanut butter, but the peanut butter sometimes can really kind of it just tastes like peanut butter mm-hmm. in a good it's like way, but it mm-hmm. it really no, 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 I mean I think they're 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 similar but different. They're both nice. But you definitely will not avoid the peanut butter where the tahini just adds a little bit of nuttiness to it without being too distinct. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the peanut butter one's really good too. Almond butter, not a fan of usually in those kind of sauces. Nope. It's kind of, it's got a, it usually oftentimes has a weird texture and kind of really doesn't add that much flavor when you're doing something on a more of an Asian side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But peanut butter and tahini are always great. Mm-hmm. Sesame seed being obviously a base for many things. Asian. A compared
0: to, they're a lot silkier than that almond butter. You know? it's like it's yeah, great. lots of gear. Not, not as much fat. That
1: well, sounds like a great sauce. It's pretty good. I like I like it. Alright guys, well um, we are going to keep working on our pop-up. You should definitely go and reserve a table before it sells out. We encourage you. You can go to my Instagram and click on the link in my bio and get all the info at them jeans you can go to the stewpodcast.com all the episodes live there and you can also just search for us on itunes tell a friend if they like a food pod Jeez. and thank you to all of our listeners for some questions yeah thanks guys we like ice. Like nice. uh, it's good um and we'll see you next week thank you Bye.